You're so cool with your leans, your gangster leans. Right, let's get ready. Hello. You fought the law and the law won. Hale, and you're about to listen to a brand new episode of Casual Gaming Conversation. Hello, you lovely bunch of carbon-based life forms, and welcome to another episode of a Casual Gaming Conversation. Uh, my name is Matt Richards, I'm joined as ever with my brother-in-arms, Adam Librarian Papa Roach. Holy shit, that's a combination of two exquisite introductions. I feel like... Was that your last resort? Uh, steal a joke? I mean, I put a lot of effort into it. You could say it tore my life into pieces. This is we know jam. no, we know no other paparoche song other than. <laughs> this is my Burt Jam That is it. Uh, the the anthem for many a wrestling fan and probably some other video games as well. Uh, yeah, we are currently in the midst of uh, another wrestling show because this is what we do. We, we combine our two loves together uh, and we're recording a, a new episode. Yeah, um, recording a new episode as we look over this dismantlation of a ring. And we can see the hardest part of the ring, the apron. It is. That is scientifically the hardest part Sorry. of the, 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 the ring. I'm informed uh, on, from the cliche police. Uh, but yeah, we are here for another uh, another conversation about <laughs> video games. The cliche police are a real thing. Excuse uh, me, Mr. Richards. You've been, you've been arrested. Oh, a violation of cliches. Hey, I'm, I'm policed by a lot of things What would the cliche police look like? Because if they're the cliche police, they have to be a cliche they, the they would be obviously American policemen. Uh, they would wear like aviator sunglasses, be eating donuts, um, and, and saying things like, um, you fought the law and the law won. A policeman would not say that. <laughs> he totally would. He's totally professional. Uh, and we are so professional because we're here to talk about video games. What uh, are we going to talk about this week? Well, 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 well. There is a current game that's, that's out at a minute um, that, that is sort of inspired this episode. So obviously, if you are familiar with basically anything that's gone on, on YouTube, everyone's playing Monster Hunter. Um, I mean, it's to be fair, it, as titles of video games go, it's possibly the most accurate title of a video game going because because you literally hunt monsters. There's nothing more to it, and it's actually they've started realizing that's part of their marketing. So I think I saw like something today on Twitter which was just like hunt, loot, eat, repeat. Like probably riffing on like the live, die, repeat sort of yep. thing that happened with that Tom Cruise film, Edge of Tomorrow, that they renamed to be live, oh, yeah. die, repeat. But it's like Monster Hunter's so simple because that is yeah, it's simple yet complex, and that's something that we can go into. I, I think yeah, for sure, and I think what 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 I find interesting about it is been quite a um, Eastern franchise so far. Obviously, it's been huge because it's been on platforms like 3DS uh, and handheld for a long time, and it's it has got that very like Japanese RPG vibe about it, but almost more polished now. Um, but I think what's great about it is they've, they've seemed to have managed to find the balance of accessibility with depth. Mm-hmm. Because 
on the surface is very simple. It's, it's, it's literally, it's like, okay, you've got a character, you level them up, you put them in armor. Yeah, the more levels you get, the, the more easier it is to kill monsters. And, and, and that's as, as simple as it is. But they've added other aspects to it, which is a balancing act. You have to, you know, uh, buy so many potions to make sure you're not going to run out of, of health. And uh, also, it's catered towards playing multiplayer. Yeah, it is. You know, it's, it's catered to, to getting a hunting group together and doing it in packs. Um, but then at the same time, it seems to be relatively balanced that you can still play a single player. Um, and I think I think it's 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 really interesting that such an Eastern game has now become a Westernized, not Westernized, but more popular in, in a Western market. Yeah, they smashed this whole idea of um, making it more accessible. And what was like, I've watched the reviews by IGN, Gamespot. Mm. I've completely ignored the print, re- like not the print reviews, but like the posters in the tube in London, like I. I had this qualm, and I still have it. It's like people using one words on yeah. advertisements. For Monster Hunter, it's just like exceptional, beautiful. It's like, come on, tell me the context behind yeah, this. Like, yeah. I, I would like to know more about the game. So after watching IGN GameSpot, people have said it's very complex. Yeah. So I play my games, I expect to just say go to a monster and I'll kill it first time that's not the case with Monster Hunter mm-hmm. it's got more in line with the Dark Souls of yeah. this world where you are tested but what you're watching from the AI and how you equip your character to deal with it and I think Monster Hunter's success in the West is down to Dark Souls yeah. and Bloodborne and games of that ilk like because I can imagine people just being like oh, that. but also we're missing two very valuable points of it which is your companion is a kitten which is very important uh that you can name anything you want i i I personally would go for you know like a a mr mr biggleworth-esque name um and also uh is it called piggleton there's like basically there's a pig you can form a relationship with and the more and more you like go and speak to it uh, you can carry it around you can dress it up in like different like costumes and stuff that's and, that eastern influence right there it's just like it would have been like, weird say 10 years ago so you know if say for instance you leave you live a vegan lifestyle and you don't want to kill monsters or you know make them faint in the the pokemon ilk and um, you can go and mess around with a kitten and, and, and a pig the vegan lifestyle oh was you mentioned like pokemon and i think that's the two one of the two things we really want to chat about yeah it? so Gotta catch more. It's like collecting random items. Yeah, it's, it's it's this. It's it's. I don't think it's new, but there's more a, a new emphasis on a completionist mindset when it comes to video games. This this need for for players to a hundred percent a game. Have you hundred percented a game? Yeah, um, GTA GTA Vice City, and that was the first game that I remember ever thinking about that. Because obviously this is this is pre Xbox achievements, mm. you know, era, yeah. and I can remember always being like, I mean, I think I think it came down to back in those days there was a lot of like uh, school playgrounds myths, like oh, if you hundred percent the game, you know, like there's a nude picture of fucking some character as it usually always was in school. Oh man, those used to be the worst. Yeah, like, yeah. Hundred percent of the game, here's some concept. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm. So I, I think that was the first time I really thought about it. But then obviously, obviously like Pokemon 
did it in a different style because obviously Pokemon became that thing of like you, you can complete your Pokedex and and like it was so difficult like, I, again I don't want to be like coming off as the old man but like you actually had to have cables and then someone else that had the blue version or red version of your game and it was it was nuts that I I missed out on that whole era of video games okay like I missed out on the connecting your Game Boy to somebody else's Game Boy and being like hey let's trade like yeah. I, I wasn't allowed to have Pokemon so I'm a Nintendo Switch owner and soon you will be as well as yeah. we found out in one of our last episodes together that you're gonna commit I am to the Switch with your housemate it's yeah. a beautiful beautiful it partnership is. and it I is. can't wait for you Oh, it's that banging again that we get every time. <laughs> if, if you ever wonder why is there banging on our podcast, it's, it's, it's down to a man named Jack. Um, I don't know what his postcode is, uh, but we can go around his house, uh, but we won't duff him up because he's a big lad. He just, he's a big lad, and then it's like, I just need to say, it's, oh no, you moved his bag. Two coast. Anyway, no, never mind. But the thing about Pokemon is it's like you have this idea of collecting. Yeah. And when you mentioned this, like, oh, what should we talk about this time? I did like a tad, a tad of research. Mm-hmm. Um, like, because you are, of course, the talent in in this in this dynamic. Wait, no, Matt is the talent here. Matt is the man behind all of this. He's he's the voice. Mm. Little looks. No, oh. I finally changed the photo on iTunes, so it's yeah. not just that photo of you small. I hate you. I fucking hate that photo. But yeah, like um, I did some brief research because I love the idea of like behavioural studies. Yeah. Um, so I'm just gonna read this out. It's like when people think of collecting, they may imagine expensive works of art or historical artifacts that are later sold to like a museum on eBay. Mm-hmm. But for supposedly like the the value of collections is not monetary; it's emotional. And okay. I, wow. And I find that quite interesting when you put it into the video game perspective. And it says here, like, when one collects, one experiments with arranging, organizing, and presenting a part of the world which may serve to provide a safety zone, a place of refuge, where fears are calmed and insecurities managed. Okay. That's that's a Freudian perspective. Yeah, that, that, for sure. that's, that's, that's too intense to yeah. video games. But when I was playing Assassin's Creed 2, yeah. It might have been two, it might have been Brotherhood. There were feathers. Yes. And it was quite interesting because I had I had to get them all. Yeah. And it was this whole sense of ownership that I have hundred percented something that is based off collecting. Like, yeah. It's the need to have. Yeah, and, and we, we've obviously we've spoke about something similar in, in the same sort of ilk with loot crates and loot boxes yeah. before, and it is that weird thing of of, of I don't know. It, it does really become a I don't know. It is a psychological thing because uh, you know we, we we were talking about some games before and like I was mentioning the the Batman series, the Arkham series, where the Riddler's trophies. Yeah. You know, and it became down to that thing of like, it almost came down for me. It was like, I want to outsmart this arrogant prick uh, who is just a program of numbers, who is just AI. But Man, he's more than numbers and AI. Like, yeah. he, that, that, that character has been coded and written in such a way to frustrate you. And yeah. it gets worse as this trilogy goes on. Like, Arkham Knight, he frustrates you on so many levels, but you strive to overcome it and you strive yeah. to figure out like Arkham, Arkham Asylum is one of my favourite games yeah. and the reason for it is because there are Riddler trophies and there are things 
built into the game that cause you to want to explore. They, yeah. Like, um, so he had like a riddle, as a riddler should have, mm -hmm. that asks you to scan a certain part of the environment. Mm. And if you scan the correct part, yes, you get a trophy, and it, it credits and it appreciates you and your curious mind. Yeah, and there's obviously like the the Arkham tapes about how Arkham became a thing and like you, 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 you learning more and then obviously things like Skyrim as well which we always talk about because it's a game that's been around forever but like you know when you like you're doing a dungeon and you find a notebook and you learn the story and then as you go on that journey you're collecting more and more knowledge not just it's not just oh here's a little thing that I'm gonna grab yeah it's it's something that um, keeps pulling me back to Assassin's Creed Origins like the original games, like, it kind of failed a little bit. Like, they, they got a bit too stuck in the stereotype of what they're trying to be. But Origins does this really nice thing where it gives you more elements of the world to then to then read and potentially find in to solve mysteries. Yeah. It's, it's this. It's what collecting is in my mind when it's done correctly is utilizing the art of your curiosity yes to the benefit of a game so back to pokemon where we began this little segment like within pokemon you can bump into monsters you've never seen before mm -hmm. your curiosity is then peaks like how can they help me win matches no, not matches from yeah if I, so. how can they help me win battles if i evolve this one will it happen i've never met this one before what attacks does it have the whole idea of Pokemon is this idea of curiosity in what you can catch and what you can make it become. Yeah, and I, 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 that that is it. It's 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 a reward system. It's it's rewarding you for putting time into it. And and I think that was something that that fell out of games for a bit. I never I never there was a, there was a, there when, was an when, era. When, 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 when. I don't I, I can't put my finger onto it, but I, I remember for a while feeling like. I never, I never got something for my time off a few games, and I, I, I wish I could be like, oh, it's this game, this game, that game. But it's, it's, yeah, it's odd. And again, as someone, someone who plays like Football Manager religiously, Football Manager is a really good example for when they they started using Steam. It became like achievements, and you know, I'm still playing 2010, and I haven't got all of. The I 74 achievements. I love that we're back to football manager. Oh yeah, it's I think gonna that's be every episode now. The football. I have said it weird. before. It's, it's not a video head. game. It's a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. But it is the sense of achievement. You collect something for a sense of achievement, and that area you're mentioning is like you can invest so much time into it. But what do you get? Yeah. What? What's? How is this game benefiting you? And that was so. I don't want to pick on Ubisoft because I love some of the games that they create, mm. but they stagnated their open world. So that was Far Cry, Watch yep. Dogs, Assassin's Creed. They're like, this is what collecting is. Mm. You collect them feathers. You collect them data things. Um, what do you get from it? I don't know. You might get a costume. I didn't give a shit about a costume because who's gonna, who's really gonna see that? When you collect something, it has to be something that you then take into something. Yeah. Like, say, in Pokemon, you collect them, you then take it into battle, and yeah. somebody else goes, holy fucking shit, shit you've got that Blastoise yeah, is ridiculous. Yeah. You yeah. have to earn it. You have to get something from it. Yeah, and going through the, 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 the Pokemon League finals at the end, the uh, badge of honours in themselves, but 
Yeah, I mean, it, it is an interesting subject. It's an interesting topic, uh, as ever. You know, this is a casual gaming conversation that includes you guys as well. So let us know what games that hooked you in a manner of a completionist or a collector. Um, so the other so news... So casual, yeah. I get so intense and flustered. It's because you care. It's because you care. You 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 fl- love video games. You man. fluster with passion. Um. So the other bit of news uh, that's come out this week is that there is going to be a Metroid Four, which is probably not as shocking. Uh. But the the thing here is, it's a Metroid Four game being developed by Bandai and Namco. Yeah, man. Like it. Um. Eurogamer reported on it first. Um. It's being developed by Namco Studios Singapore. And the thing that really gets me excited about this, um, twice, because it's like Nintendo, like, yeah, man, it's cool, go make something off our IP. Yeah. The last time they did this was Niantic. So right. Niantic had already made the Pokemon Go framework. It existed as, existed as an app, right, two yeah. years prior to Pokemon Go coming out. And then Nintendo, like, yeah, take it, paste it on top, do nice. as you will. But this is interesting because Namco Studios Singapore houses some former LucasArts Singapore who who worked on, among other things, Star Wars 1313. Oh, it go, always goes back to Football Manager. It always goes back to Star Wars 1313. Hey, bruv. The new UFC wank fest. Yeah, man. Yeah, knockouts and bullshit. Lads, lads, lads. 1313. Oh, I, 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 I jest because I care as well. But. Just jester. <laughs> it's like something that, that could be... It could have been amazing. Yeah. And it got cancelled. So it's like, what? What is this game going to be? Like, yeah, that's the, what that's are they the going curiosity. To do? And is it are uh, how 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 closely are Nintendo gonna be watching this to be like, this has to feel like a Metro game? Or are they gonna be like, okay, try something new? It's gonna be it's gonna feel like um you know the Star Wars franchise. Uh, Star Wars franchise. Are you in a bit, bit West Country then? Next, um, next twelve minutes of this in a West oh Country God. accent. Uh, but yeah, it's like Star Wars franchise um, being taken over by someone that isn't George Lucas. You know, and and obviously yeah, we've had so. different versions of it, and some that went down well, and some that didn't. So I think it is curious in that sense that a, a game that has such an identity, having someone else come in and, and, and handle it is going to be. You've it's it's like you know I mean, Metroid's always been a weird one because it's always been stuck in the realms of Metroid, that sort of side-scrolling platformer uh, or puzzler. You you just said it perfectly. Identity. This and is... it's something of like, it's like, is it going to lose that identity if it suddenly becomes third person or first person? They don't you know, third person, man. Like, but it's it's this is the style of someone else. Yeah. So this is a, it's quite an interesting thing actually because. Um, a few games at the moment so Uncharted when it got converted to the PS Vita was created by Blue Dot Studios I meant Blue Point Games mm. so Naughty Dog like we trust you yeah. you can code it and a lot of Nintendo Switch games at the moment are being done by third party developers Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're not building it from scratch so the no. Uncharted series was not built from scratch they had no. like Oh, I know what that is. We'll make it. Yeah. But Nintendo seems to be trying something new. Like the Niantic thing, like you said, yeah. is an example of them be like, take the franchise. More to the point on this, the uh, Rabbids versus Mario yeah, yeah. Um, turn-based battle thing was yeah. another example of Nintendo be like, take... And, and, and a take successful it. one. You know, oh, man, that, that game is so yeah. good. And if, and if you care and you're listening to this within the week of 
where we currently are, which is 11th of February, mm. you can get it. On, it's on sale on the Switch store for the next few days. So, so with, with this in mind, um, what other famous games would you like to see another de- uh, a studio develop? So, if you could play like Dream Team, I mean, for me. Um, thanks, thanks for saying yours first. Cause yeah, um, I'd really like to see like uh, Metal Gear Solid done by a Nintendo studio. How? I mean, we've had we've had uh, is it Twin Snakes the the remake on the GameCube? Twins. I've never played. You're the Metal Gear Solid. Head. Yeah, I've never yeah. played Twin Snakes. And 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 it felt it felt it felt the same but different. So, Talk to me about Twin Snakes. It well, because it, it, it basically it was that you know when drama movies are weird and they do like so they're in between one and two and they do the one point five. It felt yes. like the one point point five between Metal Gear Solid one and two because they put in like um, you could go to first person in it uh, as well as other little bits and things and they they polished it up they edited a couple of the cutscenes to make it neater and stuff like that and it felt more like a director's cut. Okay. Um, so I'd I'd be interested to see. I think I'd be interested to see a remake of another Metal Gear by another studio. I'll be up for that. Do you know about... So I don't know much about Metal Gear Solid. Like, yeah. Like, just, something that whenever I say I play video games... And yeah, say, like, yeah. Metal Gear Solid, like, yeah. I just don't have the time for it because my attention is very fucked. But do you know about, like, D-Makes? No. So D-Makes are not remakes. They're when you take a current game and you reduce it down a few generations. Oh, interesting, okay. So there are some amazing D-makes out there, so there's an Uncharted D-make, which is quite handy because it's going to be what I come on to next, where they yeah. take it and they make it as if it's Mega Drive. That's interesting. And if you ever get a chance to like just find some D-makes, you've got a spare day, fuck it, just play them. They mm. are so good. They are rock hard if you go to the 16-bit era, yeah, because yeah. if you ever played Aladdin, The Lion King, yeah. the Mega Drive, You'll understand how yeah. versatile and how sturdy those controllers are, because mm. those games are fucking tight. Yeah, they are the worst. Yeah, man. My answer to this question is, um, is like I said, goes back to Uncharted. I I love that series. Um, Fantastic. I love Naughty Dog. Mm. Um, I can't find anything interesting to do with Uncharted to get tattooed on me, so I haven't done it yet. Like. <laughs> answers in the comments, man. Yeah. Like, apart from Nate Drake's face, I don't want to do it. <laughs> What I'd want is an Uncharted game made by Platinum Games, if you nice. know of them. You could have Nathan Drake jumping from one calf muscle to the other calf muscle. Calf muscle? I don't know. That was the first thing that came into mind. Were you looking off. at calves? No, no, no. At- don't, don't, don't be accusing me of looking at other people's calves. <laughs> Some good calves down there at the moment. There is. Um, so, yeah, Platinum Games. <laughs> don't bring it back. Thanks, Matt. Bring it back. You're in. welcome. Host. Um, Platinum Games, um, Japanese studio, make yeah. games such as Bayonetta, Metal Gear Rise and Revenge. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the undisputed... Uh, I think it's the undisputed game, underdog game ever, that no one talks about, mm. Vanquish. But the other undisputed game that everyone talks about is a game called Binary Domain. Okay. That, that is something I talk about at length. Yeah, yeah, because okay. Binary Domain is a Sega game that got forgotten about and is so in need of a sequel. Anyway, Vanquish. I mean... And Uncharted made by Platinum Games. I could imagine it being like so fast and so intense and so action oriented that it would just be an incredible spin on a series. Like every now and then, a franchise needs a revamp. Yeah. I know 
Uncharted will never be done by Platinum Games because yeah. it makes no fucking sense. But it would just be incredible. Like, like Platinum Games are brilliant. And the games they make, they don't fuck around. They're all about action. In Metal Gear Solid Revengeance, back to Metal Gear Solid, it is the only game I've really played and finished. You play as Raiden, who yeah. is in Metal Gear Solid 2. Ninja Raiden. Ninja Raiden. There you go. My bad. And it shares a lot of similarities to the upcoming Metal Gear Survive, which um, we'll talk about because yeah. I'm trying to get Matt to go play it before it comes out. Because as a Metal Gear Solid fan, I think that'll be a fan. Dun, but, like, dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. but Revengeance is incredible because they took that franchise and they turned it into something completely well, done, different. Well, they've done something that they've done very similar to Survive, which is they've expanded an already expansive universe and built on top of it. You know what? This is good, actually. Why Are you concerned about Survive? You're, you love Metal Gear. No, because I think there's... Uh, if you're a real Metal Gear Solid fan, you know it's not Kojima. So I think you've accepted... Uh, I have, anyway. I've accepted that he's not going to be part of this... this um, process anymore but the universe still exists yeah. so if you were going to delve into a very broad universe where there is a lot of characters and a lot of knowledge then it's fine you know if they, if they try to go out and make a metal gear solid six that was like you know really trying to be a metal gear solid six then it would i don't know if it would work as much so are you team metal gear or team kojima like, do you love Metal Gear for being Metal Gear, or do you love Metal Gear for being part of Kojima? I love Metal Gear because of Kojima. So, I don't know how I'm... I genuinely... I gen wow. I genuinely don't know how I'm going to feel because I've not had to. Because, I mean, 5 was weird. It was kind of half and half. Um, but I I've not had to deal with it yet. And I think, I think I'm going to love Kojima for, for, for you know, forever. Um, but... I don't, I'm not a snob. Like, if Survive is... What I've seen of Survive, it looks really interesting. It looks good. Um, I don't think it's necessarily true to the universe, but it doesn't have to be, you know? It's not the same thing, so... You know what's really cool about this part of the conversation? Like, you asked the question, and we asked the question, what game would you like to be seen mm. made by someone else? In theory... Yeah. This is what this Metal Gear Survive is. Yeah. It's like, Kojima made Metal Gear, but now Konami are now like, okay, this yeah. is our turn, let's see what we can do. Like, from what I've seen of it, it, it works. Yeah. But at the moment, it's going into... It's going into a gaming genre that is completely just diluted. Yeah. Like, we, we started yeah, the show talking about stuff. Monster yeah, Hunter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, Monster yeah. Hunter has the ability for people to drop in and be like, yeah, boy, I'm yeah. your team. Metal Gear Solid has the same. Yeah. There's Fortnite with Battle Royale. Yeah, in yeah, October we, yeah. this year, after it's delayed, we're expecting Red Dead Redemption yeah. 2 with its own Battle Royale yeah. game. It's like, it has to be something special. Yeah, it like, does, yeah. And Kojima always had this ability to make something special. Metal mm. Gear Solid... Metal Gear Solid Survivor. This is Decent. Yeah. But is it enough? We're going to find out. Man, I can't wait for it. I literally can't wait to like see where this year's going to go. Okay. Well, well, we've we, we're doing a bit of a bit of a shorter, snappier episode. Um, Smashing it. I'm just being being said oh, goodbye to. 
Um, Glenn Joseph, live on the Casual Gaming Podcast. The Casual Gaming Podcast? Yeah. Get closer to the microphone. Um, Considering the only game I've ever played is FIFA. Oh no, The Last of Us. He is the most casual who person who's ever been on this podcast. But we're going to open. Of, the Last of Us is not casual, man. It's fucking deep. Yeah, but he, he loves his theatre, darling. It is, and it's the greatest film I've ever played. Oh, man, that's a soundbite. We're going to be playing that after every single week. <laughs> we're going to get you to do an intro for us on this Matt, episode. We've finally got some marketing <laughs> collateral. <laughs> like... We've got a name. Uh, look, but we, we obviously this is a casual gaming conversation. Got, we're going to open leaving. it up. He's going to do our intro and he's, he's fucked no, up. No, it's fine. We'll get him in a bit. But yeah, obviously we want to hear from you guys. What game would you like to see another studio? Maybe bit of, put a bit of a remix on a conventional idea. But yeah, that is pretty much what we've got time for this week. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, we've mentioned over the last couple of weeks we have still got something coming in march we're not going to announce it yet but like you said keep march second and third open uh there's going to be some fun stuff coming it. up there is going to be wild wild right adam librarian papa roach where can people find you on the twitter at, at, at bacon chin you've got that bacony chin man i've uh, done my steps today yeah, man. Uh, me too. Uh, I'm at M. Richards host. Uh, we're at a it's casual gaming con, isn't it? Yes. At Matthew. casual gaming con. I'll never get it. Uh, we're also a, a casual gaming conversation on Facebook. Uh, find us on iTunes as well as SoundCloud. Subscribe, like, listen, and love. Uh, yeah. I feel like I should do a Jerry Springer outro. It's time for Nando's. It is time for a vegetarian version of Nando's for me. Uh, but look, guys. That's not Jerry if you... Springer. Oh, fuck. Hey, okay. hang on. All right, one second, one second. Hey, you sat there listening to this on your iPhone, sat on the 68 bus from Blackpool to Preston. Yes, that's right. You. You. I just want to let you know that you're special. And you're special to us in this wild and crazy world of video games, emotions and life. Just remember that as you go about your day to day. Thank you very much. And this has been a casual gaming conversation.